0: everyone welcome to what we make a terminator podcast i'm will i'm Malika. i'm matt we are pleased to be joined once again all the way from the uk
1: that's your english accent that's
0: not my english accent (laughs) i don't have a uh, you want me to try one? No, that's not. That's not good.
1: <laughs>
0: okay,
1: <laughs> I am. I, I won't be insulted in the slightest. Uh, I am Chris. Yes. Uh, hoping against all hope that technology will keep me on this podcast. I've had some. I've had some bad times recently being guests on podcasts. More than one guest, as you can imagine. With the ah, uh, I'm. I'm already talking balls. I'm starting as I mean to go on.
2: You're a podcast slut. Yeah, we right. understand. It's fine. I'm not like yeah.
1: Robin Burge or anything like that.
2: I no, like... I mean, but who is? I mean... <laughs> that's true.
0: <laughs> Robin's a legend. we have to get Robin back on sometime.
2: Yeah, well, he's busy now that iZombie's going to start pretty soon.
1: Oh, yes. shit. That's another theme tune I've got to do.
0: Oh, yeah, Chris, we need a theme for the Sin State cut up here. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that's that's so wild That's next
1: year sometime, though.
2: So Chris but... also does theme songs, people. For podcasts. <laughs> there you go.
1: Yes. Uh, but test. not on any of my own ones. <laughs> because I don't think podcasts need theme tunes.
2: <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you might want to edit that out, Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, He's he's self-hating. It's fine. He's fine.
0: We all self-hate at some point. Mm, yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm a this- self-hate man. Uh, uh
2: that's
0: not a good one. That's not a good Somebody one. Somebody made a horrible pun the other day and I just kind of ignored it and I thought I didn't get it. I was like, yeah, I got it. I just didn't want to acknowledge it.
1: As <laughs> I so said, bad. we can't all be Robin Birch.
0: <laughs> Robin's a legend for more than one reason.
3: Living legend. I assume he's still living.
0: I think so. I saw I think I saw something <laughs> well, on Facebook earlier.
2: Well I, I mean a message he have from a him
1: earlier today. Still?
2: Oh, well, he could just have someone be posting for him, you know, a ghost, a ghost pod, a ghost writer, if you will. <laughs> ghost poster? That's what ghost, I wanted to say. Ghost, ghost poster. Po- ghost pod. <clears throat> ghost, ghost,
0: ghost booker. Um, yeah, so this episode is Self-Made Man, episode 11 of season two. Halfway through season two. It aired December 1st, 2008. And it was, um... I was getting close to I was just thinking that's close to my 30th birthday and I just remember what I did on my 30th birthday so anyway <laughs> yeah. um
1: you've been doing this a lot lately so i I know, I know a teenager <laughs> trail off <laughs> 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 oh wow oh really
0: um yeah directed by Holly Dale she won a Gemini award for a show called Durham County and She's also directed Kyle X Y Castle, Agents of Shield, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Tony Graffia, who last wrote Allison from Palmdale. It's good stuff. Yay, such good stuff! I remember she's the one that they were saying likes to have some kind of romance in every episode, or maybe some kind of like unattainable romance or something like that. I don't know.
2: Uh,
0: maybe I'm making
1: that up. All I know is I like all of her episodes. Yeah. Uh,
2: even though I don't like the romantic part, I, I sound so bad. I just don't like when they shoehorn things in like that. But um, I still like her episodes. Was there a romantic part in this episode? Well, there was. Mm. There was the whole. I don't know. I wouldn't call it romantic.
3: There was. I don't know. Hmm. If, I guess there was, there was some, kissing in the car. But
1: yeah,
2: was some that's John, what I would consider. But there there
1: I don't Some John and Riley bidness. As they say. And um I don't know if
0: Cancer Eric was interested in um uh Cameron or if they're just
1: buddies. I, I, that seemed more platonic was, to me. Okay.
2: But it was sweet. It's maybe smart. maybe yeah, I mean maybe it's the whole relationship, like just this is relationship. Like a fantastic
1: pilot for a spin off series this.
0: <laughs> what does Cameron do at night?
1: Oh yeah, just Cameron and her sort of you know paralyzed <laughs> yeah, li- library yeah. pal.
3: <laughs> yeah. I love that she has a whole secret life they don't know about. That
0: <laughs> She digs in people's yards. She goes to the library. Mm-hmm.
2: I actually wasn't. I was so confused at first because I had no idea if I was watching the right episode. They, they've done that <laughs> to me a couple of times this um, season where it's just like, pick up and this is what we're doing. You know?
3: Yeah. Well, it was the time thing. I had no idea if I was watching the right show despite putting the <laughs> yes. in. This is the first, yeah. Because especially how the Blu-ray
0: just starts somewhere, just and yeah, you never know if you're watching. You right can. I'm
1: certain you can get to a menu from the Blu-ray. Hang on.
0: Yeah, but when you put it in, it just starts, yeah. and you're like, "Hey, what are you?" I doing said
1: yeah. the right DVDs screen. are exactly the same. I've had I've had it on both formats, yeah. and it is weird. I I agree. Is
0: this the first time we flashed back to the past? I know we flash back to the future sometimes.
1: Hmm. Yeah, but also, this is a kind of odd combo of either what genuinely happened or Cameron's kind of what's the word like projections of what may have occurred. Yeah.
0: Have uh, you ever watched that show, The Affair? They show it,
2: yes. events from
0: two different points of view, and sometimes it's com- what happens is completely different just depending on whose point of view you're seeing it from
2: yeah and i like and now this season they're doing it from like the other like the people who are not in the affair like their spouse's perspective here's yeah. the thing is that i, I really like the show i liked last season i almost started watching the season and i like that concept but where they differ they have to be careful they should did it pretty well you know just in terms of like where they differ except for one episode where it's like okay anybody who was in this situation would have seen it like they wouldn't see it like so drastically different so they have to be careful Yeah, things like that that's, you know? yeah this,
0: the season premiere it was just so drastically different oh really
2: yeah. oh great oh,
0: have I've, you seen that I
2: haven't, I haven't watched season 2 premiere uh, yet
0: oh sorry uh, there's just one I... little thing where it's just kind of drastically different like whoa
2: yeah they just have to be careful things like that I mean I like but I like that whole wibbly wobbly type thing <laughs>
0: So we begin in the past. It's a kind of, kind of party at a speakeasy, and there's a fire. <sighs> and I don't know why I wrote this here. I must have been. I wrote down doses and mimosas, champagne and cocaine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you wouldn't be wrong. It's hard to tell because there was not color. But well, you
0: guys know that song. It's a pretty cool song. I like it. But... It's a, it's do, a new but... one on me. <laughs>
2: I do know uh, the song, but is was that also in your head?
0: Maybe that was in my head last <laughs> night, and when I saw the scene, it reminded me of that. I'll maybe I'll post the video in the Facebook group. Um,
2: so that, well, um, oh, go ahead, Will.
0: I'll go ahead. <laughs>
2: no, you're gonna get. You're probably gonna get to it, and I have a comment about something.
0: Oh, I was just gonna go back, go to John and Sarah.
2: Okay. Well, um, the guy is this. Do we see the guy in this?
0: I don't think we see him in this.
2: Okay. Then never mind. <laughs> I'll wait.
0: <laughs> so, John is researching the three dots and he's found nothing. And Cameron, the advanced killing machine, gets stuck doing the laundry. <laughs> is
3: this the only Sarah scene in the whole episode? I
2: believe so. She came in to earn her paycheck and ran away. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess. John needs to keep his mouth shut.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it works out the same way in the end. Anyway, she, like hands him the basket, and they just sort of sheepishly, "Well, you She's do a never sucker. sleep."
2: <laughs> yeah, mm.
1: sucker. I shouldn't mind. It's not like a chore. to should put it he knows how long the machine runs for. Can be doing other stuff. Comes back at exactly the right moment. No.
2: You say this, but a lot of people think of that like wives are machines, and so I have to take. a oh, uh, okay. No, that's, yeah. a, no that's a good point.
0: And I... She's like um, Rosie from the Jetsons.
2: I always feel she... sorry for Rosie.
4: <laughs> for
2: really. Robots are people too. No, they're not. But still,
1: they're not really. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're not. Therein,
1: therein lies the robot loving act. <laughs> yes.
2: Which you guys keep on talking about, and I don't know anything of, but I'm I'm a full proponent <laughs> behind it. I think it should be legal. Mm-hmm. No matter who you are. There you go. As Asimo.
0: That was Asimov's fourth, um, fourth law. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that there should be robot lovin'?
3: Yeah. from Let's get it on.
2: Asimov, hmm.
3: <laughs> Those websites that John was looking at with the three dots, they're all horrible.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> they all look
3: like... Huh?
2: No, I was just gonna say, like, uh, not the websites themselves, but the three dots is the most stupidest thing ever, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... It's just stupid. The three yeah. dots, like, saying it makes me mad. But go on, about the websites. But
0: but, isn't that uh, what you'd do for a living, Matt, kind of? That's what Mel uh, does. Uh, oh, Mel,
4: okay.
2: But also the Three dots com- or logos.
1: <laughs> web. Websites. Yeah. yeah I the series too. is pointing out that the three dots is stupid, though.
2: It's like, <laughs> I mean,
1: you saw this in a dream, and, like, there's these splotches that are probably fingerprints of a dying man. Like, they haven't let up on that fact.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, I'm 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 a huge defender of uh, all things Sarah Connor, so.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that since I've started in the web development. Yeah, I'm a little more critical about websites, even though I don't complain when people you know do computer usage wrong. I do you know get poor websites a hard time (laughs) i do
2: too because that's the world that i come from i'm now in marketing like digital marketing but i come from website world and user experiences everything and it pisses me off and i'm far enough away not to have noticed on this case
0: i could have hired somebody to make a good fake website (laughs) a good fake so Later that night, Cameron delivers some donuts to a guy named Eric, I think. He is called Eric. And she goes through the employee entrance, and he knows a lot about her and what she's been up to, like Cromarty's body, and about John seeing Riley. They have some kind of friendship.
1: Well, he knows that she was going to see a buddy down in Mexico. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't quite know exactly what went down.
0: When did she have... I guess before... They went down there. She told him some at some point. Maybe she texted him. I'm not coming by tonight. I'm going down to see a buddy in Mexico. So
2: how does she explain this? Like her absences, to Sarah then, you know, like, Hey, like how does she, how does she do that? How does she explain any of this? Cause it like, obviously has been going on for some time.
3: I don't know if Sarah cares and, until she actually needs Cameron. <laughs> she, she's like ignores her until she's like, Oh, Hey, I need her for something.
1: But I think, I think they just assume that like if they get up and she's not in the house, they just assume she's out sort of paro- patrolling the perimeter. <laughs> <laughs> T- taking out a threat. <laughs>
2: she's just and, walking and to around honest, the house.
1: She probably doesn't normally spend this amount of time out of the house. She just happens upon this crazy 1920s Terminator mystery that she has to keep picking away at like a kind of robo-Columbo but, until you know, it all I, figures out.
2: I guess I have a you know I'm skeptical of like Sarah because I mean, like you know Derek's been gone too, and just like these little things, I'm <laughs> like, do you know where your people are, like for a woman mm-hmm. who's like paranoid, she needs to be more paranoid
1: <laughs> perhaps she's chilling out
2: <laughs>
0: she's too obsessed with the
1: dots, yeah, to she's dreaming care right now, yeah. like uh-huh. let me
2: sleep and find out if I can learn some more.
1: I'm oh, so doing? glad she didn't dream it's all dots and sandwich making <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: well.
0: Uh, so, yeah, they see an old picture, and Cameron recognizes the guy in the picture as the Trip 8. It's from New Year's Eve 1920, I think. Correct. Yeah. And, yeah, it's that party we saw in the flashback earlier, and there was a rumor that somebody threw a Molotov, t- Molotov cocktail into <laughs> the party, and we see a flashback, and we see the Trip 8 walking through the carnage, and it's a um, Todd Stashwick,
2: who is on Gotham.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, well,
2: and he looks exactly the same.
1: Show.
0: Yeah. Oh neat. Yeah. He yeah. was, was on Heroes uh-huh. and uh, the Originals
3: and. Uh, I like all the the people who died in the fire, laying on the street with no burns. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smoke inhalation. Somebody, yeah. Somebody just put soda on their cheeks and they died.
2: Well, you know how dangerous that can be.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Cameron wants to know what happened to this guy. and
0: We get some opening credits pretty early on this time.
1: Yeah, it was only like four minutes. Oh. I got used to being top eight or nine at this top point <laughs> in the series.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and John gets a call from Riley asking him to come get her.
4: Mm.
3: What's her deal? I know. She's trying to get make him upset. This episode is that it, trying to like bring out his PTSD. <laughs> to what end? I don't know.
2: I don't know, but she's just she just ever annoys me. Even I don't know. Like, what did this have to do with her whole deal with Jesse? I just don't know.
3: Are they trying to break it for some reason. I don't know.
2: The lighter man.
3: Mm.
0: This guy that plays Eric plays a lot of annoying characters, like, like in Generation Kill and the Chicago Code.
1: He's right really great in this, though. He's yeah. S- no, he's splendid.
2: I've not been right. exposed to this gentleman's work. That's interesting.
1: I haven't knowingly seen him in anything else. I just know I like him in this.
2: Yeah, he's getting this. Bring him Is back.
3: The wheelchair guy? Mm. Yeah. Oh, he won't be back.
1: No. <laughs> no, I didn't mean Mike from the party.
3: <laughs> Eric
0: a nice guy. Played a dickhead in uh, Generation Kill. That's a great series. Mini-series.
2: Nice typecast. <laughs>
0: uh typecast. Uh, he was in... I think he was in that um, show on A&E that did uh, Low Winter Sun.
2: No, wh- so anyway. <laughs> like where when people, what, one person watched it?
0: Yeah, when, uh, that was me. Oh. <laughs> um,
1: like Backstrom, right? With Thomas Decker. Oh, God.
0: Oh, I, I, I actually intended to watch that, but I never got around to it.
1: He's super camp in it. It's it's quite fun.
0: <laughs> I got invited to like a special screening of the premiere in, here in Portland, but la da couldn't go.
1: Yeah, anyway,
2: ooh, special screening in Portland.
0: So it's gonna take a while to find out because not all the records are digitized, but so there should be some survivor stories.
2: There's not even microfiche. Mm.
0: Cameron says the past affects the future. That's why she wants to know what happened to him. And she sees a picture of him with a silent film star. I think it's based on a real person, Valentino.
1: Rudolph Valentino is based on Rudolph
2: Valentino, Valentino. the real guy. (laughs) He's very famous and very, um, yeah, that's a real thing.
3: Okay. (laughs) This was before talkies.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the real world.
0: So we see a flashback where the trip eight critiques his name is Stark. He critiques the movie stars movie, and I notice he was looking at someone else in the photo. So they go investigate that. And John goes looking for Riley, and she seems okay, unlike when she made her phone call. And she says, "Oh, some guy was following me." Mm. John, yeah. John wants to leave, but they end up staying there.
1: Uh, the house of the douchiest bag. Mm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, my notes I call him D Bag because I could remember his name. His
1: name is Mike, and I have never seen a bag with more douche. <laughs>
2: That's I'm, I'm gonna censor myself. Go on. He doesn't care God at
3: all will. that mom's that his mom's at this party, or that it's at his house, and he still lives at home. And <laughs> he's like, I'm totally not lame for doing this. <laughs>
1: she seems nice she doesn't seem like a victim but she also like just went out and got him a load of beer and then he's gonna go and hide in her room so he can carry on being an immense dick with his friends about yeah it's a great performance because I hate him I'm sure he's not like that in real life that's the thing with acting but like I would happily punch that man through the screen
2: Mm mm-hmm
1: yes Um, thus he is a great
2: actor Either that or he really is like this
1: Yeah, although he could just be an immense cock
2: Yeah, exactly
1: I wonder if he's done
0: anything besides this I didn't bother to look him up because I hated him so much <laughs> <laughs> Job done <laughs> Cameron's Cameron went down and looked through some shit she's not supposed to And Eric got pissed off about it
2: mm.
0: And when he falls out of his chair He refuses his her help But he gets back up and leaves
1: they go through a real whirlwind of emotion this evening. These two, yeah, really.
2: It's all emotional. Well, who, who, John and this girl, or Cameron?
1: Cameron and Eric, I think. Yeah, sorry, those are those are the pair I meant.
2: Yeah, and my thing there is can can they really be emotional? I mean, it's emotional only on one side, right? So.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, he goes through a roller coaster yeah. emotion, and she is there. <laughs>
0: yeah. She's there reacting to his emotion.
3: We find out that he dropped out of school. Did we know that?
0: Oh, I don't know. John. Th- uh, yeah, well, he was going to be homeschooled. Yeah, I
1: remember the homeschooling reference. Uh,
3: oh.
0: Yeah. And Riley said, uh, yeah, I will get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, Eric is shelving books, and Cameron apologizes. You're my friend. I don't have any other friends. And. <laughs> They couldn't find any record of Stark before the fire. The camera doesn't like dead end, so Eric has some... He suggests that uh, Stark may have been robbing banks. and we <laughs> see a flashback, yeah, he did
1: This is great, by the way. I love this 1920s Terminator with a Tommy gun.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, dapper. the dapper. I love Tommy guns. That's a very odd f- to like.
0: <laughs> I like shooting Tommy guns in video games. I'll put it that way. Okay.
1: Also, like... <laughs> what's rare and I've just realized he's got a bandana on but of course he's like trying to exist in that world as a recognizable guy as Mm -hmm. well so he has to hide his face in a way Terminators generally don't bother to. True. So that's good stuff.
0: Smart. The Cameron shows wait never mind not there yet so Cameron and Eric listened to some reports of a bank robber who survived all these gunshots and looks like Stark robbed banks and built houses and Got into a feud with another guy in construction, Chandler. Yeah, Chandler. And you find out that Chandler's head forming went missing and was never found. (laughs) I wonder what happened to him. This is where Eric sees the gun. Cameron shows him that gun and freaks him out. And this is where he starts asking her about the cuts in her face. And she says she gets in fights because of her brother. She protects him and uh stark she says stark is important because he was doing something that doesn't make sense and she needs to know she teaches him how to fire the gun and he seems to get off on that a little bit and her mole was pretty visible right there i noticed it in missing i'm glad i
3: pointed that out to you all he he got a really like really sweaty from firing that one bullet
1: <laughs> he's all discombobulated he's nervous gun excitement I'm sure. I, I would never i would not know but uh
0: you shut off around and <laughs> never mind
1: uh, <laughs> um, Will.
0: What? Come on now.
1: <laughs> and it was That's very and it was hot in his hand yes all right <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> um so riley's playing a video game with d-bag it's gears of war two i think yeah <laughs> I have, they called it something else. I have
1: no interest in Gears of War. Is it this crap? Yes. It's,
0: I played the first one and it, I, I kind of hated it. It's big, but I,
1: dude, bro, shooty shoot. Yeah. Is this the is this game the reason now in every game you have to hide behind a thing? Yes. And if you get shot, you could just carry on hiding behind a thing and you'll be all right. Yep. Fair enough. It's
0: like I mean, those that whole. Uh, Cliffy B and those guys, they're just all dude bros, and I just... uh, Mm. I just powered my way through the game just so I could say I beat it, and...
1: uh. (laughs) The only thing I don't buy is that Mike is suddenly really into John playing the game. I thought Mike would surely just want John to disappear and not touch his stuff. He wanted to
0: humiliate him. Digitally so did John lose on purpose
3: or no, I think it just sucked.
1: no he's, oh, okay. he doesn't play video games
3: yeah okay. and also I like, was giving him PTSD <laughs> uh, okay. but
1: I guess I guess it's a fake out because the idea you think oh his kind of military mind that he's been trained for will make him be great at this and then he's absolutely awful and he's a great but, hacker and uh-huh.
3: stuff Jesus.
0: Hey, I'm a techie who sucks at video games, so I guess I should—I can relate. Well, it
1: does turn out, skipping slightly ahead, that he's really great at punching people in the face. Mm-hmm. So,
4: I
0: don't know if I'm good at that or not. I may have to try it one day. See what happens.
1: Volunteers? I don't have—I don't have a good track record with such things myself.
0: <laughs> mail at What We Make podcasts if you want to volunteer. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Mail, mail us your face
3: for Will the Punch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: mail me your address and I'll show up and you in the thing <laughs> not really
1: ah,
2: this
0: very, I'm not a violent person
1: aggressive all of a sudden
0: testosterone <laughs> testosterone
2: testosterone
0: I left an S out of
1: there <laughs>
2: it's alright, you were excited
1: um, there's no time for all the letters
2: Mm-mm, no <laughs> who needs them
0: so yeah, they're gonna leave, and D-Bag thinks Riley has his lighter, and John kicks his ass when he tries to stop when D-Bag tries to stop Riley from leaving.
1: I'm enjoying D-Bag far too much. Since, <laughs> since Brian Austin Green isn't in the episode, there's no chance of confusion. No, oh, except he's Derek Bag. He's D-Bag in a whole different way.
0: Kit wanted to call John Derek for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Perhaps you are thinking so, of
1: the uh, film director and husband of Bo Derek, John Derek.
0: No, probably not.
1: Um, <laughs> it was a long shot, but I figured it was worth taking.
0: So, Eric and Cameron are watching a news report about something Stark did, and that guy, the foreman who disappeared his remains were found, and we see a flashback with Stark taking the guy
1: this is for me the weakest part of the episode where you have to note that like this car laid at the bottom of a ravine for 60 years without anyone noticing it until someone jogged by.
0: Then they found the body and Mm. identified it.
1: Yeah. And then Cameron has this kind of builds this scenario in her mind of Stark just flinging this car down a ravine, which is pretty, (laughs) is pretty funny.
0: So apparently a lot of bad stuff happened to Chandler. Um, and, His son died in that fire we saw earlier. Mm. I guess they think that um, Stark did it. I
3: thought, yeah, I thought the way they explained this confused me. I thought that he was like ruining Stark, and then he killed his son as part of ruining him. But then,
4: Mm.
3: but then, but then they said the son thing happened first. Yeah, yeah, I think they wanted you to believe that. Yeah, he killed him as part of
0: ruining him. But okay, yeah, but. Okay.
1: No, the sun sun thing is the catalyst for the whole thing. It was a complete accident when Stark arrived. I got that
3: at the end, but. Yeah. I I thought at first they said, like, the sun dying was one of the later things that happened. I thought after he started trying to ruin him. Maybe I just
0: didn't hear it right. I think it was a a fake out. That's what they thought at first, but then they
1: realized. I think it's possible they just sort of list a litany of unfortunate things that occurred and in no specific order.
0: Series of unfortunate events.
1: Yes. Count Olaf came from the future.
0: <laughs> so Cameron and Riley stop and John doesn't know why she called him. You know, he's mad about how she was flirting and she's like, yeah, teenage girls do that kind of thing.
1: In this scene, they've become so addicted to danger that they've removed the head restraints from their car. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. in the way. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it's clearly just so we could see <laughs> them yeah. better, but it's like oof, I hope you don't have any kind of sharp, sharp collision where your head goes back. <laughs> Snap.
0: she need to make out with somebody in the back seat. It's that much easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it turns out, oh, she says she came up to him in the first place because he's a weirdo and thought that he might get her. He might get her.
2: Mm. She get got. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And it turns out she did take the lighter.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: She's a troublemaker, uh-huh. man. She's a thief. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She's a teeth. <laughs> You're just dropping letters left <laughs> and right.
1: Oh, no, that's that's fantastic. That's a, that, that
0: was yeah. a tissue. No, did I watch the old X-Men cartoon?
1: That's
2: the no. patois
1: right there, man. Teeths and the, you know,
0: Guild, I think it was. Um, <laughs> and uh, that was also very
1: popular in South London. <laughs> Not oh really? <laughs> you may have noticed I <laughs> said you may have noticed <laughs> I South London instead of South London for a start. <laughs> South. <laughs> I, I teethed it, mate. Teeth. <laughs> or if you go to the East London, a tea leaf. So, same thing really. Interesting. Cockney rhyming slang. Sure enough.
2: Oh yeah, I've heard about things like that. It's All weird. The, the Cockney the people. They're rhyming.
1: Weird. Mm. They're,
2: they come up with the most interesting. Uh, verbiage for
1: uh mm, it's prison slang that got out of hand basically
2: and then it took over a whole entire population yeah yeah wow i somebody somebody like mentioned a bunch of it to me which i've forgotten have since forgotten but it's interesting it's really cool but it also is for like
1: really innocuous things the the one that people use quite a lot is butchers which is have a look uh because it's from butcher's hook which rhymes with look but you don't say the hook bit, you just say butchers, and that is how that is how you would disguise what you were saying from people who didn't know the uh, the uh, verbiage. And then it became a whole thing. Apples and pears, plates of meat, whistle and toot it said t- <laughs> Fascinating stuff.
0: Whistle and toot is my favourite. I don't even
1: know what it means. But it means it means suit. So you just say oh. whistle. Oh go get go get
2: yourself a new whistle, mate. Because whistle is toot and toot rhymes is suit, it's fun! Yep. Yay! We should just do like we should just learn it and then just do a whole podcast on that, and uh <laughs> yeah, see how, see what it does to our ratings.
1: Indeed. Vastly infuriating,
2: <laughs> <laughs> or vastly amusing? Because I don't know how you know how amusing we are at this at this point. So it can only go up from here. <laughs> I
1: I find it very much fun.
2: I speak for myself naturally. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Eric Oh wait, we're not there yet. Um so <laughs> now my document is frozen. There it is, okay. Um so yeah. <laughs> what
1: really what is that? How do you spell it? <laughs>
0: so little Riley
1: little little K's in the way. Yeah, so <laughs>
0: Riley's parents died in a fire. So, you know, when you tell somebody to go die in a fire, mm. her parents did that.
3: Nuclear fire.
2: Here.
0: <laughs> uh, when she was little.
2: I really um, wanted her to, like, like she better be mean something, you guys. Like, something big. Something bigger than Jesse's friend. Jesse's girl.
0: Then John talks about how his mommy was in a mental institution, a mental hospital. Mm and he goes on about how Charlie and how Charlie's wife died I forgot uh, Michelle that's her name um, and then Charlie left and that's what happens to people around him blah blah and they make out <laughs>
2: see he just he, like that's, that's every guy's like line it's like let me tell you how chud you got am so I can kiss your face
4: mm-hmm
1: I said i not the worst guy ever because I'm about to go work didn't it But I'm like, oh god that's awful
2: but it's true.
1: Yeah, I don't know about <sighs> you, but I assume they get busy here. <laughs> I don't know. About... Yes,
0: yeah, in public.
1: Mm.
2: Well, you know, in the car. I would not. would not put it past Jesse. She's that kind of girl. Jesse. which is the best thing. Which is oh, sorry. Well, she's that kind of girl too, mm. Riley. But um, that's the best thing about Riley is that she's that kind of girl.
1: I wonder what it was with unpopular love interests called Riley
2: uh the cardboard acting
1: yeah i guess so admittedly i could only think of two unpopular love interests called riley but that's still a surprising number
2: that is a surprising number and uh yeah man they should just abolish it there shouldn't unless they're gonna die a horrible fiery death it should never happen
1: diley yeah
0: I didn't have
1: that big of a problem with Riley, but no, I, um, I, um, I was aware that people didn't like Riley, but I do, I couldn't see it.
2: Which Riley time. are we talking about? Um,
1: uh, the, Buffy Riley. Oh, really? I see. I, and I mean Sarah Connor Riley, because oh, I hate it,
0: Sarah Connor Riley. <laughs> no, you're oh,
1: you're
2: No, uh, Buffy, Riley.
1: Buffy Riley. I didn't watch the series at the time, so I don't know how I felt. You know.
2: Did you watch it after? I
1: did watch it after, and now I come to think of it, yeah, I wasn't a big fan. But what I meant is like, I didn't really have internet rage to get stuck in with what I did for this Riley. and then, oh, like, I, had, same... I had
2: opinions aside from the internet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like, in the same way people didn't like Skylar in Breaking Bad, and I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like one of the best characters in that thing.
2: I would agree with you there. I mean, well, no, I did find her annoying, but I think it was the way she was written. Um, and I think the reasons people didn't like her were unjust if they had fleshed out her cal- um, character a little bit more so you understood why she was, you know, and anyway that's another I guess podcast. So. I,
1: I found most of the reactions about her to be sexist and bullshit
2: it, no, that's what I'm saying, yeah, they definitely yeah. were um, however, I did find her annoying but for other reasons, but most of it was just like she's impeding Walt she's annoying yeah. how, d-
1: how dare she not let her husband become a <laughs> megalomani- <laughs> megalomaniacal murderer <laughs> Damn straight! Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, so always keeping a man down. Oh, so uh-huh. shut up, everyone!
2: I know it, right? Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, horrible stuff. Great character, uh, but I, obviously we disagree on the great character nature of things. I'm not trying. Sounds like I'm trying to shout you down. Now it's not what I'm doing at all. Uh sorry. Uh, okay, sorry. Bad I'm podcast
2: doing... guest. Go sit down in the corner
1: I am sitting in the corner Good
0: (laughs) No one puts Chris in the corner Uh, This link is broken, Robin, if you're listening (laughs) If you hear this episode like a month from now which is probably how long it'll take to release it (laughs) Anyway, sorry Robin posted a link to about the X-Files Blu-ray set But the link isn't
1: working Oh, excellent
0: Anyway, so Cameron found Shannon's obituary. She thinks Stark killed him. And then this is when she asks Eric if he thinks about dying. Oh, this is when he's peeing, right?
2: Mm.
0: And she's like, There's something wrong with you. <laughs> How about killing yourself? Yeah. <laughs> very bizarre
2: scene. <laughs> I mean, it's like, What the hell, Cameron? <laughs> Can I go pee in peace?
0: Yes, don't talk to me when I'm trying to pee. No. I don't think anybody wants to be. Well, well, most people don't.
2: Here's here's the thing: when you go into a restroom, and guys, I don't know if you do, because I'm actually really curious. If you go into a restroom, like at work, let's just say, and you walk in there with a um, a coworker sitting there talking, blah blah blah, then you go into your stall and you post a stall.
1: Should <laughs> no, you? You've, you've already gone further than
2: that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the conversation stops as soon as you walk through the bathroom door. Is the way it should be. But well, fact, I mean, I think
2: girls are a little fo- bit different. Yeah. But I but I would say that as soon as you enter the stall, don't talk to me. I don't want to think about it. Stop. It's one thing if it's your drunk friend and you're at a club, but it's another thing if we're coworkers. Okay. Enough said.
0: Yeah, I'll say at a club, you know, when you're drunk, you know, it's a little bit looser on that rule, you know, but still I don't want anyone talking to me or asking me questions when I'm trying to pee.
2: Or Mm. I don't want to talk to them when they're peeing.
0: Mm. Uh Uh. <laughs> yeah especially you can hear it like uh
2: that's exactly it i want to pretend that i'm in a completely like soundproof cube and i cannot hear you or know who you are go away
0: so but eric's never thought about killing himself he's selfish <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> he never he never thought about killing himself because he's selfish because it would be selfish. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the impression I got as well.
3: <clears throat> and it would destroy his mom. He should have killed himself. It's selfish for him to stay alive.
2: <laughs> According to Will.
3: Yeah. That's not
2: what I said. It sounded like it.
3: Rewind oh,
2: the tape. Oh, it still sounds like it. It may not be what you meant, but it certainly sounded like it.
0: <laughs> oh Sorry. <laughs> I closed my uh thing. Okay, um so Eric found some woman's name and when she was doing when he was doing his research and Cameron picks him up and takes him to the film vault and he notices how strong she is.
4: Mm.
0: Then he goes on about computer generated crap when they're watching the old video. Seems like writers like to make these kind of jokes about, you know, all this computer generated stuff they
2: have nowadays. Yeah, these kids. We were in our age. We used to come on film. This guy was like prototy- prototypical hipster, though, right? Like, yeah, he was just a hipster waiting to happen. Even the
1: wheelchair was just an act. Just an yeah, I, I was in a wheelchair yeah, it, it's, it's before. it's kind of
2: like glasses. It's kind of like glasses, <laughs> like you know, the affectatious glasses and the pencil the behind the ear. It's like, yeah, of course you're in a wheelchair, hipster. Of course <laughs> you are. <laughs> with your
4: ironies.
1: Uh, there, uh, there there is currently a subset of people calling themselves i think transabled abled people who are like deliberately injuring oh themselves what or, like or having things amputated so they can like use crutches and wheelchairs and things like that
2: that's not a thing is that a thing don't tell me oh. that's a thing
1: yeah. hang on i think transabled is the name they're going with yep google that one for a laugh later transabled
2: Wow. Is this what they're calling themselves, or yes, yes, yeah, that is. Are you serious? So like so you're a douchebag, de- and and you're a douchebag, and, and you're you're calling yourself something. What?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm and, so confused. But they like demeaning transsexuals as well by like using that suffix, a uh, prefix as well for their own weird thing.
2: And 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 are they coming up with the same like? Are they proposing by like a preposterous theory that? It's the same thing as a transsexual, like that they it's chose like, to be disabled.
1: Or is that, I felt like I shouldn't have legs or something? I don't know. It's what? <laughs>
2: okay, sorry. No, no,
1: no. Hang on a sorry. second. That's not a direct quote. <laughs> um,. People that are transabled feel like imposters in their physically working bodies as they possess a strong desire to be disabled, according to a report by the National Post, a Toronto-based newspaper. Working arms and legs may sometimes feel unnatural as people suffering from transability wish to be handicapped. That seems oh,
2: like, so it sand- is the same excuse. Or not excuse. I mean, transsexual is a, a serious a thing, but they're using that argument for this. Okay. Yeah, this okay sounds I'm like- not... Ugh.
1: <laughs> I just about body dysphoria or dysmorphia to me but um well yeah. it's
2: also like munchausen like are you trying to get like you know pity for the fact that you're now disabled I, I I'm sorry I have I I am a very I'm not a very judgmental person at all but this is something I'm judging I'm judging this this is not fair
1: Hmm. Uh, this article says yes. that neither the transgender nor the disabled community accepts transabled people as handicapped. People feel a particular disdain towards anyone voluntarily removing a perfectly working. Yes, limb.
2: yes, <laughs> I would say that too. Am I going to like perform a lobotomy and like you know say I have you know mental issues? Like this is ridiculous. Sorry. Okay. Nope.
1: That's a, It's a. It's a Google and get angry later.
2: Yeah, and, and it's... Yeah,
1: and. To, oddly demean transsexuals who you know that is a thing
2: yeah that's what i feel like the well that's not the most offensive but that's one of the most offensive is that if i was transsexual i would feel that this is a terrible thing okay anyway
0: (laughs) this is more proof that we are in the end times
2: and where are you i always worry
1: with a thing like that when i hear about like I've got transgender friends, I, and I know a lot of people that to that to them that's like this crazy made up thing that they think is fake. And then I hear this transable thing, and then I'm like that, and like I'm worried that in about sort of three yeah. years time, doctors It'll will go, "No, it's actually it's actually a thing," and I'll feel like the biggest nov.
2: Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll probably I'll take it back then, but right now I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And this, I'll listen to this with my new transabled friends. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know.
2: Oh my gosh, I was that person. I yeah. didn't understand your pain. I didn't realize <laughs> this was a real thing. I plead ignorance for the future, but for right now, I'm pissed off.
1: Social justice. No.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so they watch a video of the survivor recalling the fire. She said she didn't see a bomb, but what she did see was a blue light and a spark and a naked man in the middle of the room. So she blames it on the liquor she, she had. She was at a strip but... club? <laughs> uh, um... <laughs>
1: those 1920s nude speakeasies.
0: <laughs> Cameron says it wasn't an accident. Oh, it was an accident. He didn't mean to kill all those the, people. Uh,
1: there's, an un- there's an Untouchables joke in there somewhere and I just can't pull it out. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, sorry.
0: There's, there's another Wizard of Oz reference here.
1: Yeah, that seems a, a little out of place for this character. I've got to admit.
2: Yeah, I think that they need to cool it on the Wizard of Oz and the and the you know the religious things here. Mm-hmm. Just personal preference.
0: You see a flashback where Stark appears in the past in the bubble and takes a man's clothes.
3: That was neither the time nor the place to steal a man's clothes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't go Last out there looking me. like this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Last time a man asked me for my clothes, I... Were,
1: were you at a club? You gave them willingly? <laughs> yes. were, you at, uh, were you at a literal underground club?
0: <laughs> so... Maybe. <laughs> So Cameron has figured out what Stark was looking at in those photos. She was looking at the stars to figure out the date, and she looks up and we see three fucking dots, and she, <laughs> she figures out that Stark was sent back to the wrong date. Oops.
2: Ugh. Orion's belt. just hate that. Orion's belt is three stars. Happen.
0: Somebody forgot to carry the <laughs> carry one or
2: something. Yeah, that well, it's just you know maybe the TARDIS took this person back to where he needed to be <laughs> as opposed to where he wanted to go.
0: TARDIS does that all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. So he's like
1: basically out by ninety years, right? Ninety years early. Yeah, nineteen twenty instead of two thousand and ten.
0: It's not so bad.
1: But we don't. See. Yeah, we don't find that out later. Sorry, I'm doing the real jumping ahead guy. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Cameron reads Chandler's obituary and something about how that land, Papa Chandler wasn't going to do anything with that land to, I guess, memorialize his son that died in the fire. His yeah. son was going to build a building there. hmm So then in the past, Stark tries to buy it. And in the present, they see that Stark did buy it. So... Mm. Since he has accidentally killed the son in the past who was going to build the building, he has to build it himself.
3: Yeah. Okay. What okay. I don't... I guess this is also jumping ahead, but I don't understand why he had to build this building. It's because, because. An, a, guy, a guy gets assassinated there, right? But Yeah, he needed to assassinate that guy. Why did it have yes. to happen
1: in that building?
3: Why couldn't he just assassinate him anywhere?
1: this is an interesting one and you're right but it might just be that that's like that was what the plan was and so he can't think outside the box but yeah it's still he has, still has to think heavily outside the box to enact that plan but mm. um don't <laughs> you're ruining the episode don't think about it Matt
2: <laughs> no, often you, does that he's like <laughs> these people should just be killed all of them
1: <laughs> no but he is right about sort of Help to how Terminators really don't terminate people.
2: He is right. I agree.
0: He tried to terminate this guy, he waited ninety years. To...
2: Hmm. Um yeah, it may just
1: be as be simple as like this is what this is what the plan was and that was what was meant to happen. So he has to make that version of the plan happen. Hmm. Like, they know <laughs> yeah. it's a time he'll be about and um non protected enough. But uh, I yeah, and I, it, but this—I realise this is crap justification. I'm trying to find ways in which it works, and like, it works because it's a fun sort of twisty plot. But actually, it is quite silly.
2: It's very silly. So
0: the Stark disappeared about two weeks before the building was finished, yeah. and they're just now finding this out, I guess. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> um, the building was closed after the last earthquake for a retrofit so she heads to the building and sees that it's opening on new year's eve 2010 mm. and the wyman guy is supposed to be making a speech there so
1: is it amusing to anyone that a terminator's um, target is the governor of california <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah in 2010 was when i think arnold was up for re-election or something mm.
1: Changes changed his name to Mark Wyman and his face and body <laughs> to that of someone else as well
0: and she looks around the building and eventually finds Star Kitten in the wall oh man this is good
2: so weird and they fight I like this <laughs> scene he's just,
0: he's just gotta wait
3: just,
2: yeah <laughs> he must got so bored I'm like that's
3: the terror he, just, no, he,
4: just, he
1: just shuts down like the guy at the nuclear bunker in season one how come one? it
2: didn't take
3: him 30 seconds to
1: start back up because Say she was already she was already knocking on the wall.
3: Yeah, but knocking on the wall has got to be the same as uh, walking in front of a terminator who's deactivated, and, like waving your hand in front of them and stuff.
1: Uh, interesting point. <laughs> mm. I did my best. I did my <laughs> best. My best hand wave. <laughs> yeah, but, I, um. but I, yeah, I still love the fact. Of course, there's no other reason. There's nothing else he would be in, but of course he's still in his twenties suit and with his tommy gun and things like that. (laughs) Just imagine that party, this This dude bursts out of a wall (laughs) brandishing a tommy gun and killing the guy. That would have been much better. They should have just let that play out.
0: What was the plan ever originally been? He wasn't gonna like hide in the wall. No, I
1: guess he would have just been one of the people at the party. Yeah. Uh, at the the, you know, the event.
0: No tommy gun.
1: Taking him out then. Or you know, got him later. But this was his. This was his version of making this plan work. <laughs> and we get that Terminator fight. What I th- like about the Terminator fights in this, and I can't remember if you covered this, with the um, the fight in the lift, uh, the the fact they don't make any reaction noises. You make. All uh, right. You used to from fights on telly It's like, and they they are both completely silent, and it's really odd. And you don't realize how odd it is until you've noticed that it's odd.
0: mm Hmm. Cameron pretty much dominates him.
1: Mm. Well, he's still just waking up, <laughs> poor guy. <True>. Bit groggy.
0: <laughs> Didn't have his coffee yet. He had to fight Cameron,
1: and she like flings him on the floor and fills him with bullets instantly. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna slow him down.
0: And she drops an elevator on top of him. I'll do it. Man, I guess she got his chip out. I wonder what she did with his body.
1: Hmm. Some say it remains there to this very day in the <laughs> fictional building.
0: It's in the bottom of the left lift.
1: Nice uh, Pico reference for seven uh, A one fans.
0: <laughs> um,
1: Pico Boulevard later, home to <laughs> the I said Boulevard. Sorry about that. We don't have boulevards here. It's a, it's a word I rarely use.
0: We have them here though. Hmm. <laughs> the Boulevard of Broken Dreams <laughs>
1: that's, that's we, a, we had that one <laughs>
0: it's, it's my life story you guys <laughs> that's a, I'm gonna steal that from my life story <laughs> from my autobiography
1: nice
3: you should
0: Um. so she goes back to the library putting makeup on and says she's fine when Eric sees her and she notices that he has eaten this donut and tells him that his cancer's back <laughs> God, she's horrible. And, um, huh. She's just freaking him out, and he's like, I'm, su- I'm not surprised you don't have any friends. Aww.
3: I felt bad for her for a moment, but then later on the episode, I was like, that didn't affect her at all. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she she at least decided, like offers him nice advice, like, go and go and see your oncologist, and things like that. But I think she's I used to caring for the health of People, particularly if they're useful to her. But yeah, uh, as we reveal later, this this means absolutely nothing. Which is, oh man, that's good. I think I've kept saying that every time I've said a thing about the episode, just gone, oh, it's so good. I quite like this one. You may have, have noticed. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, then. You're like, like that you're Chris Farley up. character. You remember that time? That was
2: awesome. <laughs> Remember that one time? You did that one thing, and yeah, yeah, that was awesome.
4: <laughs> stupid! Stupid!
2: Stupid! <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's like, you don't know what it's like to have something inside of you that's damaged, but she does.
3: Is her chip still
2: damaged? Yeah.
3: I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Unless yeah. there's something
2: else inside her that's damaged.
3: She can never have babies. She's like Black Black Widow. She's she's like Black Widow. She's a uh, monster.
2: John is like, I'm damaged. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Oh, I'm so 12.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Eric wants her to leave, and she does. And so she's at home when John gets home and John knows that he was with Riley just by what examining something on his uh, her lipstick, whatever or something. Mm. So next night, Cameron goes to the library, but somebody else answers, and the girl doesn't know about Eric. She just knows that somebody wanted her to come in. Cameron offers her donuts, and the girl's like, "Okay, (laughs) come on in."
3: Cameron never cared for Eric at all. (laughs) She's just just using him. (laughs) I, lo- I love that. Donut. I love that. She is.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nice reminder at the end, that like yep. she is, she is a machine.
0: <laughs> She's not like Arnold. What did I just get charged for? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> this is the third episode written by Tony Graffia. Graffia.
1: It's a good name for a writer. Uh, your graphology and things like that. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> well, it means writing. <laughs> it's uh, yes, it graffiti. does. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not coming across well on this episode. I don't think, but it is two a.m.
2: No, <laughs> you're, you're fine. I think it's a fact that Will is distracted, so he keeps on leaving these like, yeah. <laughs> insane like silences.
0: Oh, I'm reading some. I re- of
1: those. Yeah, I remember this. I remember this from last time. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone said like you're also weird and hesitant on this episode, but I think he's just and I'm also always really apologetic about everything I say
2: because you're British, you have to be.
1: That's yeah, what well, British people do. I yeah.
3: thought that was us, <laughs> yes. this- that was us Canadians are supposed to be sorry all the time.
1: You can imagine then the podcast that I do with Illyrio is very very oh, apologetic. Yeah.
2: But Illyrio is not apologetic.
1: No, that's true.
2: <laughs> I think you guys, I think Canadians just sound apologetic, but th- you're not really. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, feel,
3: I feel apologetic.
2: Huh? I
3: feel apologetic most times.
2: I, I feel don't know. like a voice saying sorry. Well, you might say it, but you don't mean it. <laughs> 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 I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: Solidarity with your bat. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: These notes aren't important. <laughs> uh, there is but
1: did you did you find out what you got charged for? That's the important thing. Sorry. Did you find out what you got charged for? That's that's what Oh, I
0: mean. it was actually a recurring charge that was canceled on PayPal. Uh,
1: you just sort that yeah. shit out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it was I knew it was coming, I just didn't know when something I'm not paying for anymore.
4: Mm. <laughs>
0: anyway so yeah I I took some extra notes and I'm just reading through them and they're not interesting I guess um there you could hear the Charleston in the background during that scene at the beginning but Charleston wasn't released until three years later so
1: ah but in the Terminator universe the inventor of the Charleston got sent back in time
0: (laughs) do you have any quotes?
1: Uh, I have one quote which I uh, guess I'm, I'm imagining someone else may have got. Me too. Be- yeah. Me too,
2: me too but <laughs> you go first because you're the guest. Well, um, you'll
1: soon know whether it's yours or not. It is. I enjoyed your film very much, Mr. Valentino. Although I thought your decision to return to Lady, Di- return the gun to Lady Diana to protect herself from the caravan of thieves was misguided, given that she was a security risk. <laughs>
2: nope. That wasn't no. mine. Go awesome. ahead, Matt. My turn. That's
3: mm-hmm. yeah, good, man. Mine is just I work out.
1: Um, mine was why oh, like brevity is the soul of wit. <laughs> mine,
2: uh, no, I mean, mine was the very obvious. Most killing machine never invented, and you you have her doing laundry, and then you do never sleep.
3: And then she doesn't know. She never gets that laundry done either, does she? She's no,
2: to- so she's a very inefficient robot. No, the machi- killing.
1: Just did see her do it. machine's running while she's out, and then she gets home and
2: unpacks um, and, and it all and
1: puts it in the dryer. Oh. yeah.
2: We just didn't all see I- her do it, just like we don't. We've never seen her visit the sky in the middle of the night. Correct. She's- all
1: yeah. I, yeah.
3: All I know is John saw her holding the laundry basket when he left, and she was holding it in the morning when he returned. Hmm. And she was doing that laundry all night. Yeah.
1: Well, my idea, my guess is that she's not normally in the library for this length of time. It's just that, again, she happened upon this uh, odd mystery. Yeah, on she, was,
3: she was doing laundry all night. She's like, John, you've got to stop soiling so many clothes.
2: <laughs> and she, she's like, I never claim to be the most efficient killing machine ever. I'm just the most effective. It takes <laughs> and, a long time to do this laundry. And
1: trust me, that lipstick gets everywhere. Everywhere.
2: Oh, Ooh. Yeah, you have to worry about things like that. <laughs> I, I, not, I mean, let's just go on.
0: <laughs> My quote was, those who don't know history are destined to repeat it or die.
1: <laughs> or die. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: I think most people are destined to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whether they learn from history or not.
2: I know we're all gonna die. Do.
1: Cameron doesn't understand it's mortality. A, it's a bit of a pisser all around.
2: Yeah, sad.
1: The um, the last Titanic survivor they mentioned in this uh, died the year after, by the way.
3: Oh,
1: in two thousand and
3: nine. But yeah, Aww. you can't you can't count her as a Titanic survivor.
1: Well, she survived the Titanic, but she, yeah, her stories aren't as her as stories negative, are useless <laughs> and not very good. I remember nothing. <laughs> I was huh. two months old. Well, but I've heard knocking. that these things <laughs> happened.
0: Uh, so who was our badass of the week?
1: Cameron? Yeah. Myron Stark. He paid all of his workers double and the same, regardless of their social standing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he that ran his competitor out of business so he could buy the land. And build a building. It
1: made then... him a very unusual employer for the time. <laughs> like, the the thing they skirt around is the fact he paid, like, workers of every race the same, frankly.
2: Mm-hmm. He also stayed in a wall. <laughs> he did stay. I like, how, I like how
1: he actually got
3: in and helped build the, thi- the thing. He's like, you guys aren't fast enough. This needs to be built yeah. faster.
0: <laughs> chunk, chunk,
2: I'll chunk. do it myself. Get
0: on it's just another brick in the wall.
2: Oh. You need a big today.
1: <laughs> How the, I, that should have got that when you were uh, hey teachers leave them kids alone
0: I actually wasn't thinking about that man wow. <laughs> this song's just been in my head today fair enough alright so do we want to rate this episode Chris Um,
1: the thing is <laughs> I like. it's clear that it's going to be a high rating because of all of the season 2 this is the one I went this one please and I like it a lot it's not perfect, but I'm giving it a perfect score anyway. And I don't know if you do ten things out of things. Well, I'm not very good at yes. that. So it's ten things out of things.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. What do you say, Malika?
2: Um, I like this one. It was entertaining. Um, It was much more engaging than the last one for me. Um, Yeah. And um, Riley, even though she's really annoying, I just want her to die. Um, I liked... The rest of it pretty well. Uh, Maybe that's why, because Sarah wasn't on screen as much. I don't know correlation. (laughs) Like Sarah? No, she's annoying. Um, I am gonna give it eight point five out of ten. Dirty baskets of laundry.
0: Um, What do you say, Matt?
3: I like the whole Cameron parts. Um, We don't get to see enough Cameron doing stuff. She's usually just there. Um. Mm. But yeah, everything with her was really interesting and cool and the the whole ah, I'm of two minds for the the Terminator going back to the 20s and being a like a business property mogul. That's a cool concept, but uh again, it's, it seems very out of character for a Terminator. But this show has done that a lot and I should just get used to it. Um <laughs> I didn't like the uh the Riley stuff either. So I'm gonna take one point off for that, but <gasps> I'll give it nine out of ten flapper bots. Well oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I really, really dug this episode
0: too. I like the whole mystery of Stark and how that unraveled and you know, like it wasn't really a big story arc episode, but it was a nice little Cameron episode. Uh Yeah, I, I didn't care at all about the John and, Cam, uh, John and Riley storyline. And yeah, we were talking on Down Below, I think last time, about how when you rewatch a show, your opinion of characters and storylines mm. can change. And I realized, I've said this before, that I kind of hate Sarah Connor on this show too. <laughs> so I'm kind of glad that um, she wasn't in the episode much. So I'm going to give it 9 out of 10... Bricks in the wall.
1: Nice. nice.
0: Self made man.
1: Self made man. So, oh boy. you'll enjoy next week's then. S- <laughs> smiley face. Hmm? No.
2: Nah.
0: Okay.
1: You Sarah haters, you. Yeah. You'll, you'll love it.
2: Does she die?
1: That would be quite something.
0: She dies three times.
2: I mean,
1: it's awesome. It's
0: Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> it's a very odd Six. Dr. Seuss book her, her <laughs> died three times that day
2: <laughs> yeah I was thinking about Buffy I'm like did she die three times I thought only twice but mm. moving right along
0: so first we have an email from Daniel Daniel says hey chroniclers for a series that hasn't really been running long enough to justify it by this point I remember how surprised I was to see what essentially amounts to a filler episode here I ended up enjoying it, but it's like this side show episode written from the premise of let's see what Cameron does all night long.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's a. It's like. Sorry. Once again, though, it showcases the writer's all room using night their
2: magic. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. All I'm night. glad someone did that. <laughs> I
1: do. It's a Lionel Richie business for everyone. <laughs> It showcases
0: the writer's room using their imaginations to stretch the limits of Terminator conventions by exploring the short story of what would happen if one traveled all the way back to the 1920s. Given that just a couple of weeks ago they were under attack by a Terminator in Mexico, it seems completely inappropriate the way Riley makes John think she needs rescued over the phone only to be dipping him to come out to some stupid party. Also, the fact that John can just casually run into someone who knows him as the loner weirdo dropout at a party shows that the Connors haven't really moved that far from their old house that was in the news for a car bomb going off and burned the bodies of Armenian mobsters. What the hell? That's a good point, Daniel. I'm just going to ignore that and just so I can enjoy the show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's just
1: just one of those things. La 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 <laughs>
0: It's kind of sad how Cameron was making a connection between herself and the libra- librarian friend Eric when she asked if he ever thought about suicide because there's something wrong with him. Hmm. All this season, Cameron has been worried about the fact that she knows she still has damage to her chip and could go bad again, even to the point of the deleted scene in the episode The Tower is Tall But the Fall is Short, where she tells John she's going to design a kill switch for herself.
3: That was a deleted scene? Yeah.
0: yeah. On three dots watch, did you notice that the stellar position used to calculate the date when Cameron and Stark, look at the sky, is in the form of the three dots? No. Fuck those dots. I did
1: notice
2: that.
0: I did, yeah. You just
2: pointed it out during now, but I don't know Mm. if I noticed. I hate dots. I hate Orion's
0: (laughs) belt. I hate dots. Never want to see another dot again. (laughs) Skyward took out Stark with hardly any trouble at all, but when you think about it, maybe his machine has degraded a bit after standing in the same spot for almost a hundred years. Yeah, look, don't, don't you start to cramp up a little bit when you stand in one spot? It's like, I'd like to take this time to ask if any or all of you think this show actually had a viable endgame based on what you've seen so far. Is a satisfying conclusion to this story possible? It seems like the writers took the approach of making an interesting journey to a nebulous, out-of-reach destination, but if the Connors finally destroy Skynet and save the the future once and for all, it would effectively close out the Terminator franchise. But those Mm -hmm. are exactly the main character's goals, Mm -hmm. and denying them means you either have to have a downer ending where they fail big, or the show's eventual cancellation becomes inevitable the longer you just keep having more adventures and character drama. The branching timeline model of time travel makes this even harder, because even if they save their own timeline, it's just one of many, and Skynet can always send a machine from some other timeline to fuck it up again.
1: That makes it e- that makes it easier. They can succeed in this timeline, and it doesn't affect the franchise in the slightest. Sorry, Daniel, that's uh, the other argument.
0: <laughs> See how Genesis just kind of went off on its own? <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: I mean, serious? Well, yeah this this franchise doesn't really care about things like that. Hand wave, hand wave.
0: I love this show, but this seems like a problem inherent in its premise. Got any thoughts on that? that was, Daniel?
1: That was my thought. Sorry, I didn't Thanks, know. Daniel. I didn't know that near the end of the email. <laughs> you can never tell with Daniel.
0: Thanks,
4: Daniel. Mm.
1: I don't
0: know. But, <laughs> I guess if, it does have a point where does the show, do the show really have an end game? How could they have ended the series? I don't know. I guess I never thought about <laughs> how the series would end.
1: The thing is, I, uh, no, I can't give you my thoughts and my thoughts are someone who's watched this season to the end and therefore yeah. the whole show to the end and so i i only have opinions on what they did but uh obviously i can't share them here yeah.
0: yeah when i was watching i wasn't thinking about in
2: game hmm. well i mean i think about it i mean i would assume that they would do something like a reset or you know there's like i don't know They've done it for the movies, right? It's like, so I figure that they'll, they'll do something similar mm. to what they do in the movies where there's like a new, they set up a new problem to be had. Um, so I have thought about it, like whether they knew any kind of s- series like this, especially with sci-fi, I always think about like, do they know where it's going um, when it's not just episodic? So I don't think they did, honestly, but I think they knew like the kind of trajectory where they wanted to head, but I don't know if they had like an end in mind.
1: I think they definitely yes. knew where they wanted to go next, and where they might have gone in another season had they got it. But um, that's all I'll say.
2: Yeah, that's I. That's what it feels like to me. Matt, do you have thoughts? Yeah.
1: What was the exact question? <laughs> like,
2: <laughs>
3: there was a lot of words in that email.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, do you think <laughs> they had an end game? That's what that. That's what I took from it.
3: I don't know how could we tell from here though. I don't know. Um, well,
2: that, that's what you think. It's an opinion.
3: <laughs> yeah. Does it
2: feel like it's written towards some sort of end, is I guess what he's asking. Not
3: really. No. Not yet. I don't think they Do were th- prepared to only go two seasons. If that's what we're asking. Do you think I mean, they, they had targeting. a viable uh, Do you
0: think what? Do you think they had a viable end game? Is a satisfying conclusion possible?
4: Hmm.
2: Well, I think that I the first two movies I'll say had a satisfying conclusion for me, so I would hope that a series I think it's possible, but then we have other movies that did not have a satisfying conclusions, so I think that the you know it's the same thing for a TV show there there would be instances where I could see it not. I mean, here's the thing is that like you know, looking at Babylon Five, you know, he had a five year plan. a lot of shows nowadays like they might not know the, not know the exact number of seasons, but they kind of know like, where they want to end up eventually. I don't think that this series has that. I think that's... Mm. Yeah, I don't think they have that. I just think they know where they're going to go, like, next, or a story that they could tell, and that kind of thing. The thing is, I
1: think that can sometimes be detrimental to you if you're writing episodic television. You need, you know, if you keep getting recommissioned, you need to keep it going somewhere. But if you've got an end point in mind, you kind of inexorably write towards that end point. Eventually, you kind of paint yourself into a corner, and you have to... Oh, I knew. Well, oh, no, nearly spoiled the series there. You have to like suddenly come up with stuff after you've unexpectedly finished your se- your show a season earlier than you were expecting to, and then you get another one.
0: Yep. Like on Babylon Fire. Yeah. Oh,
4: yes! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to say yes.
2: <laughs> Is that the? Was that the case? I thought they they he planned for five years.
0: Oh, uh, well, basically. <laughs> no.
2: Watch yourself. Ready. I'm not. Yeah, spoiled. I'm not gonna.
0: Well, basically, he did some stuff to kind of, in.
2: <laughs> okay, don't 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 expand further. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that that happens. I forget what. There's another example of this, like fairly recently, where, um, you know, they had attack attack on another season. So I think you're right. I mean, but I just don't think that they know. I don't know. I just think but, that I don't, I don't know if they have to put it that way. But I think that there are satisfying ways to end this. Eventually. Another example
1: I've got is uh, Dollhouse, where Dollhouse assumed they were just getting the one season, so they did the epitaph one thing on the end to kind of give you a full finale, and then, as a complete surprise, they got another season, to the detriment of Seracana Chronicles.
3: I don't think we're going to get satisfying it. I think the cancellation probably cut their plans short.
1: Mm.
4: <laughs> I
0: don't know if they would have beaten Skynet. Maybe...
1: Mm. I think it'd be interesting to return to this at the end of uh, season two of Sarah Connor, though. Yeah. With where it ends up.
0: I think, uh, yeah, I think Daniel posted that article saying the Terminator franchise is on hold.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Fuck you guys who didn't go see it. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I saw Genesis. I wish it had been slightly better than it was, but I like the idea. I also yeah. enjoyed the lack of respect. <laughs> no, I think it was a healthy lack of respect. Oh, well.
2: I'm big on I had serious HD. problems with Khaleesi, but I don't know about yeah. Game of Thrones characters playing um, playing characters on this yeah. franchise. <laughs> yeah. I'm not for mm. it, you know. But other than that, I watched I, it.
1: I did at least notice she was there, unlike uh, Jai Courtney, who I think they could have replaced with a tree.
2: Mm. <laughs> and I'm not his convinced n- his they His name did could have been re- Riley. <laughs> <Yeah>. Beautiful
1: tree. <laughs>
0: So when they reboot um,
1: Guardians of the Galaxy?
0: <laughs> no, when they boot Term- reboot Terminator in ten years, it'll be Maisie Williams playing Sarah Connor.
4: <laughs>
2: oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs>
0: okay,
2: I'm to get behind that.
0: <laughs> All right. So next we have an email from Heidi. Oh, lost Heidi's email?
1: Yes, I see it there
2: he can do it. Hang on a second. Okay. Hey, guys. I like my old Terminator to do my laundry. Camera has a hobby, a weird hobby going on um, in this one. There are also strange flashbacks, news reports, newspaper articles. This guy related to Tony Stark or maybe the House Stark of Winterfell? Yes. Yeah. Whenever they said Stark, I just thought Tony in parentheses. (laughs) That's me, Malika, saying that. Okay. I don't get what Riley is trying to do, tricking John into getting... To that party, and why would she steal that guy's lighter? I do just do not like her. I think Cameron tries to make a real friend here, but she's really bad at it. I don't really understand what Cameron's goal is in this episode, and it makes um, and that makes it so I don't enjoy it as much. This will be short because I really don't have much to say about this one. Till next time, Heidi.
4: Thank
3: you, Heidi. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, her goal was. To I don't find think she was
3: more- trying to make a friend. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well the thing is we don't know
1: what she normally does in there. She's looking up you know, trigger mechanisms on old siege weaponry and things like that. She's she's tri- maybe just trying to learn more about the world she finds herself in.
2: Yeah, maybe she's trying to bone up on her like human interaction relationships, I don't know. Hmm.
1: I just wish it had I been a, I just wish it had been a spin off. I think it'd be a great cop procedural
2: yeah I think that I liked it because I mean it was like quote unquote a um a like it, or it at least seems that way from right now that it seems like just a um, you know a standalone or a filler if you will, but I I liked it I liked the change of pace because I think that I wasn't enjoying you know the three dots uh, as much, so I'm kind of glad to have this one and it was it kind of um I liked the whole flashbacks and everything like that so I don't know I enjoyed it despite the fact that you know there there was some holes in it.
0: There was no Ellison, no um uh John Henry.
1: Ah, mm. uh, John Henry though.
2: No garbage.
1: <laughs> Good times. Yeah, oh, no, yeah garbage I, was lady. I was
3: very I was very looking forward to seeing what was gonna happen with that. I'm kinda sad we didn't get any.
1: Uh it's a tease. Keeping you on the edge of your seat. Mm.
3: I wonder
0: if this was Probably not. This is December. Like, how many more episodes before the hiatus Christmas break? Maybe I'll look that up before next time. Mm. So the next episode is called Alpine Fields. Fields. (laughs) Any predictions?
2: It's about cheese. (laughs) I predict
1: Sarah's going to buy some new bathroom freshener. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's called Alpine Fields. She go, "Mmm, that does smell like Alpine Fresh. Fields." Fresh, yeah. <laughs> It'd just be a very long promotional consideration. Very cheap Steak. episode.
0: Big odors linger.
1: They're going to go pieces. camping.
3: They're going they're going camping. They're going to teach Cameron how to camp.
1: <laughs> tent or cabin?
3: Uh, tent. Fair enough.
2: Which she'll have to, you know, create she herself. Yeah, absolutely. They'll make her do everything.
1: <laughs> but at the end you realize the tent is Catherine Weaver.
2: <laughs> and it'll <laughs> stick they'll it stick like one of those um, spikes into their hearts. <laughs>
1: there you go. That's a perfectly serviceable episode.
2: Yeah, and, and then that's how Sarah Connor dies.
1: Ah, yes, Uh-oh. the first time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: one of
2: the 3rd it
1: She's
0: got two more in that episode.
1: There's, then she's replaced by Linda Hamilton and they kill her as
2: well. <laughs> oh, please, please then make the, that so. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> then she's replaced by... Um, I can't remember her name right now. By Khaleesi.
1: It's oh, Clark. Emilia Clark. Emilia Clark. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't watch Game of Thrones. I've got that like, entirely from Genesis and her like Wait, one episode what? of Futurama.
2: See, I love Game of Thrones and I loved her in the first season and now she makes me sad and wants to weep. Mm. but that's okay it's I not
1: like a it's not like a decision I've made I just haven't got caught onto it from the beginning you know at some point I'll watch the lot it just hasn't happened yet
2: and once you start you will continue and you'll have to let us know what you think alright
0: she was so happy for a while in that first season but since then it's been like uh, could have ruled over all these
2: where are my dragons <laughs> stop hurting my kids <laughs> look at all these brown people
0: Stop, Stop eating
4: people.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a brown person, I don't know, I found that wholly... Le- I mean, I'm supposed to find it problematic, which gives them points, but mm. it doesn't make me like her all the more.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. All I, right. I can imagine that would be difficult.
2: Yeah, you haven't seen the series, so I'm trying to be vague. No,
1: it's fine, I understand. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously you have that bit where you go like obviously i meant to find this objectionable but also i find it objectionable
2: (laughs) yeah it's like uh i mean it's good storytelling for me you know um that part is because you know she's supposed to be i mean i i think that i personally think that she's written to be you know for people to have problems with her but (laughs) she's very good at being annoying (laughs) give that to her
1: yes game of annoying
0: so, guys, I think it's time for us to go eat, as usual.
2: <laughs> yeah, or for some of us to go to bed, Chris. Yep,
1: I'm um, half two now. Yep, I'm just glad to be home and alive. I did some driving through some incredibly terrifying rain earlier, so uh, you're lucky oh. I'm here. Either oh, that's <laughs> this is my techno ghost.
2: You're lucky you're here.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> you, f- you get to bask in my amazing presence don't you feel lucky like <laughs> <laughs>
2: we, are, we are very grateful for it thank you
1: I'm more likely to play a teeny bit more Metal Gear Solid 5 and then go to sleep but because uh, I'm also still incredibly wired from nearly dying this evening <laughs> so, three times I don't do it. funnily just, enough
2: just shove down those emotions shove it down with food or games or whatever do not feel them, do not feel the shock of trying it's, to almost die, that's what I would recommend
1: yeah, yep. it's how I've
3: lived my life so far
2: hmm yeah, it does very well for me
3: you can wind down, you can wind down by uh taking your phone to bed or something and watching me play Transformers.
1: that is very <laughs> tempting
3: <laughs>
1: that that's really the last
2: thing too. you want to see when before you go to bed at night <laughs> I'd happily watch
1: someone play a platinum Games massive sort of crazy kick' up thing. I
2: still don't,
1: I don't get this. I, I care less about the Transformers aspect than I do about the um, Platinum Games like, oh, Bayonetta, Metal Gear Rising kind of business. It's I know opposite. other people into Transformers. It's yeah, it's scary. the
3: opposite for me. I, like I'm a crazy Transformers fan, and Bayonetta and uh, Devil May Cry and those kind of games never clicked with me.
1: Mm. <laughs> Does he play, uh... Not even Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Nope. I just wanted to say Revengeance again. It's such a fine word.
2: Yes. It's
4: fun.
0: Did you play Fall of Cybertron and that other game Matt?
3: I did,
1: but those are very different.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, this one's more of a yeah. This one's a beat em up. Yeah. Alright, Chris, thank you for surviving and joining us <laughs> on this episode.
1: <laughs> You're you really
2: appreciate that.
1: I'm sorry that I've been apologetic about everything, which I now I realize is a really silly thing to say.
2: We enjoy it. <laughs>
4: I'm
1: sorry for apologizing yeah. to apologize. you.
2: <laughs> we accept your I apologize.
1: apologize. <laughs> Thank you. Victor. That's very kind. I did hear that.
0: <laughs> so where else can we find you out there? Aww.
1: I currently have kind of two podcasts on the go. One I do with a Canadian fellow called Illyrio. He's somewhat well-known. And that is about... It's called The Last Word Podcast. Lastwordpodcast.com. That is about... Um, a series called Press Gang, which was the first television series of current Doctor Who supremo Stephen Moffat. And also with a guy called Joe, I do the 11th Hour podcast, that's ehpodcast.com, which is about the current show of current Doctor Who supremo Stephen Moffat, Doctor Who.
2: When you get to coupling, let me know. I will podcast about coupling any day of the week.
1: Oh, I will listen to that podcast. Um, (laughs) I can imagine Illyrio going for coupling in a big way because he's a huge fan and i will i would happily let you know about that
2: yep yes. i am a huge fan of coupling um it's how i met moffat in his first
1: nice i think the appeal for Alire on this one is because it's an intro cast for him it's a show that was shown here oh. in bits of europe and in australia but never made it overseas but all of it's on youtube oh great and it's startlingly good for a show aimed at like nine to fourteen year olds which is what Oh, wow. He and I in our sort of late 30s early 40s have chosen to
2: podcast about. <laughs> wow. I might have to watch listen to that.
1: Thank you. Lastwordpodcast.com.
0: I'm sure there are other this year show aimed at 19 to 14 year olds. <laughs>
1: um not with the amount of swearing we do, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, we do welcome yeah, guests. So yeah, if you're if you're up for it, let me know. Right. Will we don't welcome guests on the age podcast. <laughs> it's not that like we don't welcome them. It's just that it's it's a pain in the ass to sort out. But like with Illyrio, I'm already talking in a different time zone anyway. So just, you know, factoring on other people, it's not so much of a problem. And there you have it. That is I, the great. Thank P. you. Thank you. Sorry, Yay. I'm trying to self-aggrandizing. It doesn't work.
2: No, just apologize for it and you'll be fine. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: don't worry about it. Well, that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time. Who knows when that'll be? Uh, <laughs> with Alpine Fields. Until again. Alpine uh, Fields, yo. Till then, remember, there's no fate but what we make. Goodbye. Bye.
1: Dun, 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 dun.
2: Ah. Yeah.